Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jerry Clinton, alongside my psychic, Mr. Kev. Interesting show today. We're going to be talking a lot of Madden. It was a weird day in sports news because, you know, we had news from the bubble. We had a, 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 a big-name free agent sign somewhere in baseball about, three, what, two weeks before uh, opening day? Yes, I think. Yeah, 23rd. So, wow, yeah. About two weeks. But, yeah, so it's been a crazy day. It's, like, it's been a weird day for headlines, so we'll get right to it. Kev, first off, leading headline about, I don't know, an hour ago, two hours ago, Yasiel Puig, signed with the Atlanta Braves. I love the move. I think it gives me more firepower in the lineup. I mean, I like the move. I think it'll help the Braves. But, I mean, if you think Puig is the same impact player he was three, four years ago, you're an idiot. He's over the hump pretty much, which is weird to say because he's 29. Feasibly, a lot of guys would still have a few years left in the tank, but I feel like since he's left L.A., he's just not the same player. Maybe he just needs the team with the energy because I feel like he went to Cincinnati back when they had no energy, and he's he's the kind of guy who feeds off that, though. That's true. It also <laughs> could just be he went to two mediocre Midwest teams in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah, literally just Ohio sucks the life out of you. Confirmed. In all sports, it's it's amazing. Oh yeah. Next time they either team wins the title after LeBron, I'll probably be on Grand Kid number two by then. You kidding? Next time someone else wins a ring there, we'll be probably in the ground for about thirty years at that point. Speak for yourself, I'm like Chris Traeger, man. I'll be alive forever. That's not a joke about us dying young. We will die at the ripe age of like 80, and it will still take 30 years after that for Cleveland to win again. I mean, hey, listen, I had a lamp fall on my face this morning. I could have cut my neck, and it didn't. Just cut my lip. <laughs> Watch, now that I'm talking so much shit about Cleveland, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I, I, like, I have so many friends who are – I have known so many people who are Browns fans. They're never going to let me hear the end of it. It's all right. They still have Baker on their center, so they will never win. You could have put any. You could have put Dak or Carson or Matt Ryan behind that with the, with those weapons. They'd be lighting enough for 13 wins, man. That team would not get 13 wins with that line. Oh, I was gonna say, well, their new line maybe. Yeah, but last year's line, no. Yeah, we'll They're see. Also, team. I think I also think Freddie Freddie Kitchens was like just the worst coach in NFL history. I mean, didn't go 0-16, so he has that going I mean, for him, I guess. Even, even Ron Jeremy's lookalike Jim Tom Sulo did better. Yeah, fair. All righty, so speaking of uh, funny stuff, we got news from the bubble, Kev. Oh, my God. Kev, you want to lead into this one? Because I, I, I saw the story today, KFC reported on Barstool, and I was just like, I mean, most of these guys are my age, and I would do something stupid like this, too. 
so people are already breaking the bubble rules. They've been there for what about a week now? Some of them was, yeah. Uh, Jared, you remember the girl's name on Twitter? I don't. I looked at it. It was like Ugly Anna or something like that because I had to look her up. I'm like, is this chick actually a real person or Barstool make this up? So she tweeted about how NBA players are already breaking the bubble rules and she already was invited into the bubble. And Mo Bamba retweeted and said, at Spider Mitchell is already wildin'. If you don't know, at Spider Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell. And she responded with, I wish it was him. Which I think it's going to kind of get swept under the rug here. The story is going to be that players are breaking the rules. But how much would that hurt the ego of the guy who did invite her? Oh, my God. That I would just be like, wow. And then uh, who was the other one? Richon Holmes, I think. Yeah, went to, Kings. Went to Popeyes go pick up Yeah, went to go pick up Popeyes at the edge of the, the, the bubble. He left his quarantine in the hotel. <clears throat> I'm trying to... And then also the NBA has a snitch line. I saw that. That's hysterical. They're already getting calls. Uh, they're probably all coming from LeBron. She's like, these mother effers are going to ruin my chances to get a ring. Even we though I think Rondo's, even though Rondo's thumb and Avery Bradley's, um, you know, family obligations, I think did that a little faster. Fair. But I don't know, my overall opinion on on this is like the bubble. You knew this was going to be hysterical. Most of these guys are our age or younger, are complete goofballs, like have been not been told no most of their lives. So like, you're telling them, hey, we got it. You guys gotta sit in in quarantine in your room for 14 days, like a and yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You'd feel like you're in solitary for a little bit. It's not like actually being in prison. I have friends who've been to prison, and it, trust me. I mean, I showed my tweet by Jr. and they're like, or whoever said it was like prison. They're like, yeah, it's not like prison at all. I wish I was staying in a motel, like in a, in a nice four-star hotel. Also, I mean, with inviting girls back, like, come on, guys. If I can go two years without it, you can go two weeks. Yeah, right. I mean, honestly, you could just say they're they're like your companion for it, and they'd have to quarantine with you because you have to lie and say, oh, they're just present with me. Oh, just do that. Just say, oh, yeah, this is my girlfriend. We live together. The team would know they're lying, but they'd know where you were and where they were at all times. So yeah, no, they wouldn't. They And also, I don't think the team would snitch, so. No, it, there's ways around it, guys. How are we talking sports? We're talking about snitching. You know what the NBA should have done? And hear me out. This is going to be a little controversial. I love hearing this already. What they should have done is just hired a bunch of hookers to be in call the girls, Call girls. You got All times. And, you know, they don't pay them. That's on the players. But the NBA houses them, feeds them to make sure they're quarantined, to make sure their guys are staying safe. Maybe some STD tests. But, you know, just just to make sure that the guys aren't doing anything stupid. They're still getting some, but they're not leaving. Also, I mean, what NBA player doesn't have a girlfriend, side piece, hookup, booty call, wife, something? And I know that sounds so derogatory, but I feel like even WNBA players have male side pieces. Like, come on. Oh, any sport does. Oh, yeah. NHL players do. NFL players do. MLB players. I mean, unless you're Giannis and you throw every TikTok you ever make with your girlfriend in it. True. I love those TikToks, by the way. The best one I ever saw of Giannis was when he wore his girlfriend's flip-flops in the, what was it, Chick-fil-A? And his feet were sticking a foot off the back of them. And listen, I, I used to own a pair of Nike Bassanis. Those things are fit to size. There's just so many other options than inviting some random Orlando trash into the bubble. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it just can we just talk about the stories about this? And I'm about to buy MLB tonight because I want to watch a preseason game. I saw my boy Tell Marte hit, hit a moonshot in their warm-up game yesterday, so I'm hoping those are on MLB TV. I want to watch – they got to do a reality show. Like almost like – because I, I finally – everyone's going to make fun of me for this. I finally started watching The Last Dance last night because I finally got my ESPN Plus set up. Even though I know it was on Netflix, but like I was like, all right, I'm going to make an effort to get my ESPN Plus set up. I made sure I bought it this time, and I watched episode one. And I changed my alarm clock code to Michael Jordan's intro music because I was like, I, I, I love this. I forgot how much I love hearing this in 2K11 when they first started bringing Jordan back in the video games. Jeez. 
No, nah, but like I, I loved it. But like they need to do like almost like a documentary about this, like having like guys Snapchat and video for, like Instagram footage and like like cr- like just like home movies and stuff. That like they don't need to be a documentary about the bubble. This ESPN, get on this seriously. We need a thirty for thirty about this. They're definitely recording one right now to release like next year. Oh yeah. Hey, listen, Fox Sports 1, y'all want to get on this uh, documentary joint? Go for it. I don't know. I think I think the NBA and ESPN are just too busy holding hands. Yeah, with TNT kind of with their finger in their, in their back pocket. Well, I mean, it's the same company that owns TNT. No, and Turner, Sport, Turner Sports owns um, TBS, TNT. And, I knew uh, – like Turner, uh, Turner owned that, but I didn't know if it was also another thing Disney bought. I don't know. Whenever there's a like a media outlet, I just assume Disney owns it. I'm going to be right more often than I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really comes down to I, I just I, I I want more stories from the bubble right now. I want more stupidity. I want more like foolishness. Kev, we were NBA players, bro. You bet I would have gotten busted for for doing something stupid like this. And I would yell at you because I would be not doing anything against the rules. If I was a multimillionaire, I'd probably be married by now anyway. So yeah, me too. I, I'm not, I'm not one to I would and I was I I've been single at two different clips for about a year and a half, two years, three years, whatever it is. It's not my forte, you know. I've went on dates and met girls, whatever, yada yada yada. But like honestly, I'm too stupid to date around. <laughs> I'll call some girl by the wrong name and it's all over. Yeah, I mean, True story that, by the way. Doing that just doesn't interest me. So, fair Better enough. Not. All right, so should we transition to Madden? Sure. You know, me and Kev's favorite game to complain about, Madden NFL 20 sequel, is coming out soon. Kev, they released the ratings, and you got a couple ones for me that are interesting. We saw rookie wide receivers, rookie quarterbacks, rookie running backs, rookie corners, and we saw the top, all the quarterback ratings. The quarterback ratings, I have about three beefs with. Yeah, so we'll just top right in the top quarterback rating. So number one, Patrick Mahomes, 99 overall. Yeah, no question there. 99 club, well-deserving. I'm surprised they didn't give him a 98. Just because last year, his numbers were down bad. I know he had the knee injury. His numbers were down bad. I'm surprised they didn't go, okay, you're a 98. Super Bowl MVP, highest played player in football. I think he gets a pass. I'm not saying he should have been a 90. I'm saying I'm surprised they didn't. I'm not saying he shouldn't be a 99. I'm saying I'm surprised they didn't do that because Madden sucks. Buddy, remember, your boy the GOAT had the same issue. He'd have a down year. They still rate him as a 99. I'd be like, all right, well, fair enough. Number two, Russell Wilson at 97. I agree. Russell is the second best quarterback in the league right now still. Number three, Lamar Jackson at 94. His height beating the cover athlete makes sense. Also, I mean, he just won MVP. Yeah, that's it. His arm, he should, his arm stats should all be very, they're not accurate, I guarantee it, though. His arm stats should be, like, mediocre, like, middle of the road. His arm strength should be high, but his accuracy. Yeah, stats. Yeah, his his accuracy should be garbage. I wouldn't say garbage, middle of the road. He he can make some throws. Yeah, he can make, they should be, like, Teddy Bridge. Nah, Teddy's accurate as hell. Um. Should be like somewhere between like somewhere between like Dak and I don't know Dak and Josh Allen someone that happy medium. Uh, number four Drew Brees at ninety three overall. This is the first one I had a beef with. His numbers declined a little bit last year. It looked like it just didn't look like the ball had the zip coming off of it. Even when he had like eight months of rest, I, I mean eight weeks of rest or whatever, five weeks whatever Bridgewater played for. Yeah. I mean, give him a 90, that's fine, but like, I, I just feel like maybe high 80s, but I feel like they were kind of doing some fan service there. Yeah, I mean, I also have them in front of me 60? on the. What? This is Armstrong now got to be like a 70, like 84. Wow. I know some receivers in Madden 20 have better arms. Yeah, and I'm trying to go through Lamar's quickly. Uh, number five, Tom Brady at 90. Right, respect the goat. He's gonna have some crazy weapons this year. That's my ish, my biggest issue. I feel like Brady should be above Breeze still. Oh no, 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 he should. I just think Breeze should be an eighty-eight. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, I have Lamar's passing. 
92 short, 83 mid, 86 deep, 95. He hit one ball outside the numbers over 20 yards all year. And I watched it. It was the Hollywood Browns. It was a miracle throw. But, I don't know. I mean, it should be like 75, 80, 92 for, like, long, medium, short. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at 6 at 89. That's kind of – that's fair. I mean, um, with Rodgers, it really comes down to he's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league regardless of how his team's falling around him and his coach wants him gone. I mean – I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers is also kind of every year people talk about Brady's over the hill. Brady's over the hill. I think Rodgers is over the hill at this point. Rodgers is over the hill, but I still think over the hill Rodgers still better than Dak Prescott or Matt Ryan. Yeah, well, Matt Ryan at number seven. This is my first deep. Yeah, he should have been lower. His numbers were not great last year. He still had all of his weapons, or 90% of them anyway. And defense or not there's a reason that the i sent kevin a video this guy makes these funny uh video commentary memes there's a reason he has matt ryan yelling the f-bomb every five seconds because matt ryan was awful last year he wasn't awful but like he was not worth the contract he was paid he should be number 10 on this number nine on this list with dak the only one lower than uh number eight deshaun watson at 86 my other beef, I think he should be – actually, no, I think 85, 86 is a good range for him. Who's below him irritates me only because on film there's no comparison. They're only giving him a bump because of his mobility. Sean Watson should be low or high 80s. Really? He should be 87, 88. Then where do you put my boy number 11 at? Because he's the next one. He... Right where he is. Oh, that's bullshit. Number nine, Dak Prescott, 84. Number 10, Carson Wentz, also 84. That's the graphic they put out. However, on the EA website, they have Carson above Dak. Which is what it always should be. Um, also, one thing about that, I will. Ne- I had to. I was arguing with a friend of the show, guy who always listens, my boy Jeffrey, shout out. He yelled at me yesterday over text message, like, yo, why are y'all always ripping on Watson over Wentz? And I, Wentz over Watson. I'm like, well, three things. Really, if Wentz had Hopkins even for two years of his career, injuries aside, my boy would have been put up better numbers. Two, my boy Jeff is a big Zach Ertz fan because he's won three fantasy leagues with the dude on his team. Fair enough for PPR, of course. But he always complains about Wentz's weapons. Like, besides Miles Sanders and the emergence of Boston Scott, Ertz had a busted kidney for the last two games of the season. And on their win streak, albeit against some not great teams, Wentz was basically throwing to deck chairs. So, and the thing is, everyone wants to talk smack about, you know, Wentz versus, I'm not going to go into the argument because me and Kev always have disagreed on Wentz and we will until I, until the season Wentz proves uh, Kevin wrong. Um, Cause I, my motto with Carson is wait and see y'all wait and see, but yeah, but you can say that without just as a way to say you're not wrong. No, but I actually like Carson could never make us another Super Bowl, but he'd win one as a coach and go see, I was right. No, I wouldn't be that stupid. I, I, in my head, Carson's got to like stay healthy this year and he's got to make it past the first round this year. He got the speed. He's got a running back finally. I, I don't want to hear excuses. If he stays healthy, he – like, I mean, the poor dude, I think three times the charm with the freak injuries ending his season. Yeah, I mean – Well, I mean, if you look – and I, I did some I did some research on it. I looked up the hit that hurt – that screwed up his back. I looked up the hit that screwed up his knee and the clowny hit. We all know. All of them were like you, not usual hits. Two of them were because he was improvising. No, all three of them were because he was improvising. You hear that, Carson? Stay in the pocket. Um, but I don't know. It's just I don't know. Like when I look at like I have no problem with Prescott being 84, 5,000 passing yards this year. Albeit some of them were, were in garbage time. He's you know the third best offense player on his own team. But I, I the ratings kind of mess with me a little bit because I look at. I think Watson and Wentz should both be 87s. Ryan should be an 85, Dak 84. I think, first off, with Watson, you're saying, like, oh, if Carson had Hopkins all his career. If Watson had a better 
coach, if he had Doug Peterson or someone with a brain running his team, he would also be doing fine. And also, though, Dak Prescott and EA can't play the what-if game. They can't go, oh, last year, if Carson had better weapons, he would have done this. They had... They probably have a better way of doing it than I would say. They probably look at film more and go, okay, that was a drop pass. That should have been a touch. But with what he did, one more win, worse stats. Yes, with the worst receiving core around him, but still, they can't go around saying, well, if Carson did this, if Carson had that. Yeah. So that's why I'm okay with the 84. I'm also okay with the 84 for Dak. I think Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady got screwed. No, I, I agree. It's and it really comes down to, albeit I mean you know it's it's like I said it's it's the unfortunate thing is Watson's all right sorry about that um um I don't know it's just the, the I I think also like preseason ratings are also arbitrary because once you get some game film on them they change quicker. Yeah, I mean, most teams, most players, their ratings will go up or down a lot within the first four weeks. Okay. Now that we're done with the top ten, let's go into some rookie quarterbacks. Oh, this one's going to be fun. Number one is Joe Burrow at 76. He's the most polished right now, so I'll, I'll give that one. I think they could have gone a little higher. I think they could have gone 77, 78 with Burrow. Second rookie quarterback is Tua Tungavailoa. He has the most a, raw accuracy and the quickest release. It makes sense. He was 73. Um, I looked at it quickly. Let me see. His deep accuracy I had an issue with. i got to scroll this because... EA's user interface on their website is almost as bad as their servers. Yeah. Yeah, he had an 80 deep accuracy. That is bullshit. It should have been higher. I'm not saying it should have been like a 99, but give him an 86 and 87 deep accuracy and see what he can do on the field to go up or down. And then... Number three, Jordan Love at 71. I think that was a little high bounce. They're going to give him a lot for his arm strength. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert at 70. Yeah, I mean, they're never going to get every quarterback right. I think Herbert should have been a little higher. But... I don't. I think Herbert is was the – out of the top three, he was the most raw. I would say the most raw quarterback is the one that my team drafted. Well, he wasn't a top three quarterback. Very true. Also, Jordan Love only has a 90 throw power. Really? Herbert is 92 for some reason. What the hell? I saw Jordan Love hit a 75-yarder in practice on, on like, a Skype cam. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm mad and stupid. Herbert, I've seen hit throws. I've seen Herbert hit some bombs, but, like, his his wonky release makes it look he's throwing slower. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a 68. All right, 86 speed, and then Easton or Fromm or two other guys. Uh, Easton's a 63, Fromm's a 62. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into the rest. I don't think what Khalil Tate's rating is really matters. 47. Uh, I'm gonna find that real quick. No, Jordan Taamu's a 58. Battlehawks legend. The boy. I uh, could not find Khalil Tate, apparently. They have not released that rating. Okay. Now, Jared, I have a question for you. Now that we've gone through that, we'll talk maybe wide receivers in a minute. All right. Who do you – you said you've already seen two of them. Who do you think's in the 99 club, though? I'm going to say Ramsey. No, actually, no, he had a bad year last year. No. Um, The two he's seen are CMC Mahomes and, and CMC, right? Yeah. So who else do you think is in the 99 club? Uh, I think they bumped Donald out. 
He had a down year. He's getting double teamed a lot. Uh, Chandler Jones is too old. How many total are there? There's four total. I ain't seen no wide. There ain't no wide receivers, right? No. Yeah, they bumps hop out. I uh, know Mike Thomas either. I'm gonna throw George Kittle in there. Really? Nope. He's a 98, I think. Okay. Um. Was I right about Ramsey being the highest? Um, Okay, no. Also, the these are like rumor. These are what's been leaked. It's not official yet, except for Mahomes and McCaffrey. Jesus. Um, Quentin Nelson. No, he's a 94. Damn, they they screw offensive linemen in this game. Uh, is there a D lineman? Yes. And their tackle. Uh, and like a three four end or a four three end? Because you sound a little hesitant there. Hang on. Because it ain't J.J. I'm 99% sure it's an end, but they move him inside sometimes. It's a D-tackle, so he plays outside a bit, but mostly D-tackle. So it is Donald. Yes. Okay, so they did keep him up there. He had a down year, too. That's crazy. Um, So Donald, CMC, and Donald's the only returning member, right? Uh, No, Mahomes was at launch last year in 99. Ah. Uh. Mahomes, CMC, and Aaron Donald. Offensive or defensive? Defense. Secondary? Yeah. Safety? No. Corner. Wow. Who would you think it was? I I don't know. Um. Jesus, because usually the consensus usually is Ramsey's the best corner in the league, but. Oh, Gilmore! Wow. Yeah, like three years ago. Bro, holy mother of God, I forgot about Gilmore. Yeah, I there we go. He was a Patriots fan. Reigning Defensive Player of the Year, Stefan Gilmore, is a 99 overall. Dude's fast as, dude's faster than a speed team, and he's longer than one, too. Yep. Um. Okay, this just reloaded, and it apparently gave me a bunch more ratings that I didn't know were released yet. Also, fun fact, Ty Dallas sign looks like his twin. Fair. So, uh, do you want to talk about all the defensive player ratings, or the rookie ratings, rather? I mean, me and you already argued about the wide receivers. We're kind of on the same. We didn't really argue. We kind of agreed. I mean, I think Rager being a 73 is fine. I think they're going to be really surprised because I think the pro day speed is going to – what do they give him for a speed, do you know? Um, 93. All right, it's better with the the, the the loser who did our uh, our draft class and our and our, our franchise gave him. Yep. Yeah. True. So now that's not bad. Still a deep threat. I think people are gonna. I think that's gonna be up to like a 95 by the end of the season because that boy can fly. But uh, we both agreed that um, Mr. Uh, Ruggs is broken. Yep. Uh, Judy is criminally underrated. Yep. Especially his speed. I think his speed should be a 94. Oh, yeah. He, he and should, him and Rager should be neck and neck. But even though their speed's different. I think Ruggs should be the fastest, but I don't yeah. think that should make him and, and then it should be – after that, it should be like Quez Watkins. should be like an, a 94 because I think he had the second fastest 40 time for wide receivers. True. You know what I hate about Madden? Yeah. In franchise mode, when you use the man-generated draft classes, the players after the second round are garbage. I mean, I've pulled a couple of decent players out of the third and fourth rounds. but like, They are consistently garbage, though, most of the yeah, time. Yeah, you have to find a steal. Whereas, like, the third and fourth rounds are a gold in the NFL. Yeah. So, man, step your game up. Also, I'd like to point out, A.J. Dillon, my darling of the draft, power back at a Boston College, went to Green Bay. He's a 72 overall, and I will take that. Which isn't that the same as Swift? Uh, Swift's a little higher. Swift is a uh, Swift uh, seventy-four. I love how everyone's like kissing Clyde Clyde Edwards Hilaire's butt, even though I guarantee he's just going to be a gadget back his entire career. 
Yeah, he was like my third running back. Like, I would take Taylor, Dobbins, and Swift over him. He was my fourth. Yeah. I, like, I was on the fence with Akers until I saw how crappy Akers' 40 time was. True. All right, that's enough rookie talk, unless you have more to say. No, I mean, I mean, uh, 76 rating for both the top-ranked corners taken, Akuda and um, Henderson. That's pretty fair. Yeah, you don't hate it. What did Chase Young get? Um, see if I can find him. No player found. Why? Kev actually types in his phone. Why? I don't know if they've released his rating yet. What? That's insane. Oh, they might be doing defensive linemen tomorrow. True, because they did release the latest. So there was a leak. He's going to be an 80. Okay, so he'll be the highest rated prospect? Yeah. That makes sense. He was the consensus number one overall talent-wise. Yes. Like anything but anything but the Bengals picking number one would have taken him. So true. All right, now we're gonna go and do. So I was watching a guy on YouTube that I watch, RBT, does a lot of Madden stuff. He talked about on his video how MaddenSchool.com leaked the top ten players for each team. And there's a couple things that I noticed in that list. I don't know. I can rattle through them quickly, but. Just find some crazy ones. Like, we want to keep our, our, uh, our listeners happy. Rob Gronkowski is a 95. God damn it. After taking a year off, he's a 95. And losing, like, 20 pounds. He put half that back what, on. I know, but half of what made him so dominant was the fact that he was a unit and he could run. I don't think he's going to have the same first step. No. I think he's going to do well. I think if they gave him a mid-80s to start, I would have been okay with that. And an 87 or 89, I'd be fine with. But 95, are you kidding me? Highest-rated player on the Bucks. He's the highest-rated player on the Bucks. Yeah. According Tyler to Mike the Evans, Chris Godwin, or Shaq Barrett. Evans is a 92. Godwin's an 87. What the fuck? I love this, though, because Bucks fans were so big. Like, he should be defensive player there, but Shaq Barrett's an 85. Also, Shaq Bear could be a one-trick pony. We don't know. Every year there is one pass rusher who puts up a ridiculous year and then disappears. Yes. Oh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be in the 99 club soon. He's in 98. Yeah, so basically he makes one, like, his one 200-yard game with Kyler in that Kingsbury offense. Uh, You want to list off some of the Eagles? <clears throat> I'm getting there. Oh, God, I guarantee they're going to be horrible. The Kansas City Chiefs also have a huge drop-off. Like, their top six players are all above 90. I'm guessing Hill, Jones, Kelsey, Mahomes. Um, uh, Damian Williams? No, he's an 80-something. Yeah, no. Uh, Offensive lineman? Yeah, you're taking too long. Mahomes yeah. a 99, Kelsey's a 97, Mitchell Schwar- Schwartz is a 96. Yeah, I was going to say. Tyreek Hill's a 96, Tyron Matthews a 93, and Chris Jones is a 92. And then it drops. Frank Clark's an 83, Damian Williams is an 83, Harrison Butker's an 83, so he's a kicker and he doesn't count. And Sammy Watkins is an 81. Kickers aren't real humans. Only punters are. Like, the bottom four of their top ten would still be the top. Like some of the top four are like the Bengals. Which is the drop offs startling. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Nelson's a 94. That's my boy right there. I'm just trying to see. That is a man eater. That dude will literally throw you around and take your lunch money. True. Um, Kyle Van Noy's an 86 in the Dolphins. He's about to drop off. Yeah, because Stop he's going to get out of Belichick's system. They're going to realize, oh, this guy can't do jack. All right, I'm at the Eagles now. Here we go. Fletcher Cox, 96. Fair enough. He's got one more year left of being dominant. Jason Kelsey, 94. Best center in football. Brandon Brooks, 93. Best guard in football, but he's out for the season. Yeah, I was going to say. Zach Ertz, 90. That's a little low for the second best tight end, but I'll, get, I'll you know. No, Austin Kelsey, Hoop, Kelsey, best, can't, Kelsey so. can't block. Lane Johnson's an 89. One of the best right tackles. Fair enough. Brandon Graham's an 87. 
Dude's still doing it well at 33. Can't complain. Darius Slay is an 87. That's going to go up. It depends when they play the Cowboys. Especially because he's going to dominate Cooper the entire game. Uh, they spelled Carson Wentz. They spelled it Carson Wentz, and I'm wondering where he's going. Uh, he's an 84. We talked about that. Alshon Jeffrey's an 84. That's deserving. Well, and, and my, where my boy Miles at? I don't know. It's only top 10s. Wow. Disrespect to my boy. Nickel Robe, Nickel Roby Coleman, I thought you pronounced that, is an 83. By the way, claim to fame, the fa- the infamous call in the Superdome with the pass interference, that's my boy, Nicole Roby Coleman, who is now the Eagles' nickelback. Congrats, your nickelback's most famous for committing a penalty that wasn't called. I mean, he also was like the third-rated cornerback by PFF last year. Yeah, but, PFF sucks though. No, nah, but their 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 corner ratings are pretty accurate. Their line ratings are god awful, but their uh, their ratings vary by position though. I will say that they they do do their homework when it comes to like offensive line, corners, and quarterbacks sometimes. Receivers, defensive ba- defensive line, they're trash. Yeah, uh, Richard Sherman still a ninety two. Which is BS. If you saw how I got slaughtered in our Madden tournament by Julio Jones on Sherman, you would know that's a lie. Uh, Saquon's a 91 highest rated player on the Giants. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. Um, Yannick Ngakwe on the Jaguars for now is an 83. Wow, they did him dirty. So is Leonard Fournette. They did him. They did, actually know Lenny kind of had it down here. Yeah, I was gonna say, eighty-three is generous. Uh, Jamal Adams currently on the Jets, probably gonna be moved as a ninety-two. <clears throat> Frank Gore chugging at the age of ninety-five is still a seventy-nine. Who's gonna break Emmett Smith's record and then he's gonna like evaporate into dust and then reappear in a retirement home somewhere? True. I think we're gonna see Frank Gore is the first ever Madden player whose age is the same as their ranking. Uh, I'm trying to see. Matthew Stafford's an 83. Eh, That's not terrible. Uh, Yeah, there's no real... New England Patriots. I'm just going to go through all of them and give my thoughts. Stephon Gilmore, 99. Devin McCourty, 92. Dante Hightower, 88. Edelman, 86. Shaq Mason, 86. Joe Tooney, 85. Jason McCourty, 85. David Andrew, 84. Patrick Chung, 83. Jonathan Jones, 83. J.C. Jackson should be higher than Jonathan Jones. He was the number two or three, I think number two ranked corner by a lot of metrics last year behind Stephon Gilmore. Fair enough. The fact that Jonathan Jones is higher than him is blasphemous. J.C. Jackson should be an 86. Well, I also think it's blasphemous that Darius Slay lost three three rating points since last year. When he had a just as good a year and he went to a better secondary. Yeah, uh, Jalen Ramsey's 94. Yeah, that's because he's kind of dropped off a little bit now that he doesn't have A.J. Boye across away from him. Yep. Um, Justin Tucker, 87. I think that's the highest rated kicker. What's De- uh, Denzel Ward at? Dude, he's got to have dropped. Because he was like a low 90 last year. I don't know if that's been released yet. Well, that was the Browns. He would be in their top ten. Eighty-six. All right, so they definitely dropped off. I think he was a ninety-one last year. Or ninety. Now we gotta figure out where I was. Uh, the Redskins don't have any players above ninety, or any players above eighty-seven. That's awesome. They are so bad. Uh, Saints are kind of stacked. Michael oh, Thomas, team is gonna, a team that's going 9-7. Cameron Jordan, 96. Tarrant, I hope that the Saints get a wild card berth and knock the Eagles out. Uh, Bobby Wagner, 98, probably going to get up to 99. Greg Olson's an 86. Pretty high for the old man. Yeah. T.J. Watt's an 86. I feel like that's a little low. Yeah. J.J. Watt, even though he might not play as a 98. I mean, their new Oakley visors look pretty dope, actually. With the he said if they make him wear anything 
on his mask he's not playing. Well, the Texans, well, it's not really going to matter when the Texans go 8-8 eight and eight again, so. Uh, Derrick Henry's a 93. Well-deserving. Um, Ryan Tannehill is below 80. Well-deserving. Yes, I'm not saying, although he did have the highest QBR last year. Oh, I'm sorry. He, I think I had his main completions in my spring league as he did in his. You know what? A, it was like projected to be a really good, if not great, tight end, and then just had one good year and dropped. Who? Kyle Rudolph. Yo, straight up. And they were talking about this on like uh, this sports guy I follow on TikTok. He's an Eagles fan. But he's actually pretty even when it comes to everything else except for ripping on the city. Um. He was talking about Kyle Rudolph and how it was like one of the biggest, like most disappointing drafts ever because the guy had like an all pro year and he just hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah, he's an 84 now. It's pretty, it's still not terrible. No, but like considering this guy was projected to be the next great tight end after that one good year. Yeah. Uh, Cousins is an 82. That'll drop. Yeah. Oh. Ah. I don't know. You hate Cousins from when he was on the Redskins, but he's not that bad. He's no, I miss him when he was on the Redskins. Are you kidding me? No, you hate him because he was a Redskin. I look at the Redskins as like my sad little brother needs allowance. He is a perfectly mediocre quarterback. 82 is a great rating for him. Actually, you know, I'll give you the 82 for now. I'm just saying he's going to drop his interception numbers. I don't think his interception numbers are that bad. I'm saying this year. Why? He didn't throw to Stephon Diggs anyway. True. <laughs> I mean, now, but also, you got to think about it this way. Kev, they have no deep threat anymore. What, are they going to have Jefferson and uh, Thielen just run crossing routes into each other every play? We saw what that happened in Philly in 2018. It doesn't work. Oh, no. They have no deep threat for a quarterback who can't throw a ball deep. Oh, no. What are they going to do? It's more for their defense than it is actually for the offense. Yeah, I mean, but six picks last year. That's not bad. Once at seven. So. Yeah. I mean, most he's thrown is 13, and that was in his last year in Washington. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, so there's a there's the top 10 guys for every every team in the NFL, or not all of them. <clears throat> I'm sorry for you non-Madden nerds if that made you uh, sad how boring that got, but we enjoyed it. Uh, I think a lot of those numbers are going to change, and also. Boys and girls, uh, MLS starts this weekend. Baseball starts in two weeks. The bubble hopefully will start on the 30th. So we will see Hawkins sports and pray for the life of college football, at least the ACC and SEC. Nobody cares about the other conferences, um, at least on this podcast. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Kev, you got something weird for us? I do. And today's weird shit in sports, as always, is brought to you by PropMe. A social wagering platform catered to the everyday sports fan. It has peer-to-peer betting, peer-to-peer marketplace, and an esports betting platform. A company that leads in social wagering innovation, join PropMe on the Google Play Store or Apple App Store. Sign up and join the movement. There, did you know that in baseball you can be traded for yourself? No, but I actually think we should do that with a couple of guys in the Dimebags minor league system. It has happened... Four times in baseball history. First guy, Harry Chitty, started the 62 season with the Indians, traded to the Mets for a player to be named later. He hit 195 with no RBIs in 15 games for the Mets. And so they just sent him back to complete the deal. So he was traded for himself. And then in 1980... Brad Golden uh, traded him, was traded from the Yankees to the Mariners. It was him and $100,000. He didn't play well, and then later that year, he was traded back to the Yankees. So basically, the Yankees just gave the Mariners $100,000. For a rental. Dickie Knowles. It wasn't even a rental. It was like, hey, we don't want this guy. Here's $100,000 to take him. Dickie Knowles was a pitcher, uh, gotten traded from the Tigers to the Blue Jays. Nope, sorry. The Cubs traded Knowles to the Tigers. I'm reading this now. I forgot all the facts. Uh, Pitched in four games, saved two, 4.5 ERA. 
They could not agree on who the player to be named later was, so they just shipped him back. In this one, John McDonald. This happened I, in 2014. I remember this. Or 2005, rather, not 2014. That's when he retired. The Tigers got him from Toronto for a player to be named later. Played 31 games for Detroit. Played shortstop second and third. Hit 260. And then later, the Tigers just traded him back to the Blue Jays for cash considerations. <laughs> so, I again... Actually, I actually remember this, because this was back in the days when we had, uh, like, MLB 2K. So, again, a team basically... Sent a guy and some money just to not have him, and then eventually got him back. Yeah, basically. Alrighty. So, that was actually some weird stuff. I, you know what? I really hope that happens again soon, because I would really love for that like to be like a meme on SportsCenter. Alright, so, last call. Let's get back to Smooth Jazz. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're familiar who Brian Baldinger is. He works at NFL Network, I you know, Fox Sports 1. Uh, NFL analyst. He said, expect big news from the Eagles this week. Eagles signs Jason Peters for a one-year deal to play guard in place of Brandon Brooks because they couldn't work out a deal with the Patriots for their guard. The Patriots wanted too much, and the Eagles were like, yeah, we're not going to give you a first and a second, Bill. Sorry. Which they should have. Oh, no, 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 no. But here's the thing. Brooks will be back in a year. And then they can also go out and draft the guard next year, too. Whereas, like, they also prior need to fill holes in the offensive line next year as well. Possibly in the secondary if Sidney Jones or um, Rodney McLeod doesn't work out. So, But I was expecting, like, because apparently the Eagles and Clowney have resumed talks. Because Clowney's now asking for $10 million or less, which I think is hysterical. Um, there were also rumors about – there was also the Everson Griffin's name has surfaced because he's still a free agent. Jamal Adams, even that's a pie in the sky. And there was one more name I couldn't figure out. I couldn't remember. Anyway, they're all defensive players, and of course it's Jason Peters. So, Brian Baldinger, thank you for being the Jay Glazer of Eagles news. You suck. Uh, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been – oh, the Eagles are, re- are, are uh, throwing an extension at Deshaun Jackson for two years. Also, how long did he wait until when he said, like, expect big news from the Eagles? Two days. I also think he was expecting us to sign somebody that wasn't Peters, and it, the deal's still on the table. That's my other thought, because I don't I, I don't think after how much heat Jake Glazer got for his whole Ram Center has COVID, I don't think he would try to pull the same crap when he's a smaller town reporter. Because Philadelphia media right now is ripping him apart. I mean, also, when Jay Glazer did it, there were talks that he said it's big NFL news. There were talks about whether or not there'd be an NFL season. Yeah, um, you and me were both having collective heart attacks, remember? Yeah, and like, I, Jay Glazer's was ten times worse. I know. Like, I think it's kind of rude to Baldinger for making that comparison. Yeah, he messed up, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it got my hopes up that I'm like, oh, crap, we're going to get Clowney or Ngakwe or that was the other one, Ngakwe or Adams or Griffin. Like, that'd be lit. No. Just Jason Peters. Yeah, to play guard, too, which is going to be interesting. Well, he's a big dude. And in the Eagles system, it's a lot of zone power run. So, zone can lend itself to bigger, more, like, not as mobile guards. I mean, Isaac Sayamalu is a house, so... Yeah, but I mean, he, he still has to learn a whole new position. It's not as easy as Madden, where if you have a decent left tackle and you need a guard, you can just move him. Well, I also feel like, well, take, I mean, even at the high school level, because that's why I play both positions, the curve is not as hard as, like, transitioning from, like, tight end to receiver. Because I played, I started guard my entire high school career until senior year, and then our starting left tackle got his like three jillionth concussion. I'm, I'm just kidding, it was like his fourth. And so like, yeah, Jared, you're not, you're you're moving over to the left tackle for the rest of the year because you're, you're the only one we actually trust blocking Eric's backside. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But there's a difference between high school football. I know, I know. I'm saying <laughs> something is the basics of it are not as difficult as it would be for from transitioning offense to defense or something like that. I mean. 
And also, Peters has been around so long, he probably knows it anyway. On top of that, let's remember, this man played tight end in college. I saw a video of him, I saw videos of him catching touchdowns at Arkansas. It was like watching a moose get try to get tackled by deer. It was awesome. <clears throat> I'll send you the video afterward. But it, I mean, it, it, it was Arkansas. I know, but they were taking on SEC teams. So, fair. They may be an SEC team, but they're, uh, they may be the bottom feeder, but they're still an SEC team. Also, regardless, Peters is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's been one of the top 10 best tackles in the league for like 15 years, so. Yeah, I mean, nine-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, all-decade team, Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, Hall of Fame tackle. Also, best nickname in sports, the bodyguard, come on. Or one of the best nicknames in sports. Think of the, who that dude's blocked for in his life, though. He's had to block for McNabb in his last year, I think. Or second last year. He's had to block for Kevin Cobb, Mike Vick, Sam Bradford, Nick Foles twice, Carson Wentz, and Josh McCowan. Oh, and Nate Sudfeld for a game. So a lot of crap. Go home, Kevin. I am home. I know. Like, go reevaluate your life. I, none of those guys are Hall of Famers. Yet. There's hope for one of them. Yeah, Nick Foles if he wins another ring or two. Oh, shut up. I'll give you that. Oh, my God. Kevin driving to irritate Jared with Carson Wentz's talk bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, you wonder why my mom left. <laughs> and he pulls one out at the final seconds, folks. I get one per episode. There you go. All right, so... That about wraps it up for us today. I have to go do a meeting. Alright, I'm Jared. That's Kev. And remember, kids, the Cowboys made a smart move and didn't pay Dak Prescott. Bye. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network. Rate or review this episode on the new Hubble Podcast app. This is the first listening app that allows you to rate and review podcast episodes. That's H-U-B-L, and their logo is a telescope on a red background. Look for it on the App Store, Google Play Store, and give them a follow on social media at Hubble Podcast app. Episode level ratings and reviews are a game changer for both listeners and creators. They give us better feedback so we can continue to make the show better They help new listeners know where to start on new podcasts, and they stop you from wasting your time and listening to bad podcast episodes. So once again, that's H-U-B-L. Be sure to check it out and review this episode.